Hi, Martin. Welcome to the uh, Connect Leaders series. Hi, good morning, David. How are you? Very well, thanks. And yourself? All good for a Thursday morning. Yeah. That's right. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. I think we do usually put these out on Thursday morning, so we have the, the time working correctly, if you know what I mean. But, uh, but great to speak to you. Great to have you on board. Um, uh, as ever, we do a quick kind of intro. So GCS is a technology recruitment agency uh, covering, uh, you know, global uh, recruitment staffing from Europe to the US. Uh, we have a brand called GCS Connect, which is all about building a community for the expert talent and the innovative companies that we work with. And Leaders Series is an example of the types of conversations, events and webinars uh, that we have. I've been doing this now for about six months and I think we're up to an episodes in the 20s now so uh, getting getting quite big quite mature now so it's good stuff um, very good martin is an example of that expert talent and also has worked for many of those inner two companies that we that we we, we like to, to work with and talk about um martin uh used to be a jeweler in the mid 80s um and uh moved into technology thought it was a, a better thing to follow um, in 1988, so 32 years experience. So you don't know how you got 32 years experience, Martin. So you look younger than that. So yeah. Um, and um, that's, the, that's the filters, David. All uh, right. Technology, <laughs> as you said earlier. <laughs> um, uh, someone who has uh, excellent leadership experience with companies like Cisco. Uh, formerly the CIO of Cinemedia, which we'll talk about more as we kind of go into the conversation. And currently looking for work. Um, but definitely someone that we feel has great leadership expertise and someone that can really kind of help with, you know, how to be a leader in technology uh, now and going forward. So, Martin, that's my little intro to you. Uh, um, do you want to just give us a bit of an update on where you're at at the moment and a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, background wise, um, so as you rightly say, technology for 32 years. So I started my technology journey in a home base uh, DIY chain. My first job title was an assistant store system specialist, whereas my dad lovingly used to call me I was an ass, um, <laughs> which, which may be quite fitting at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started my, my world uh, doing IT support um, back, you know, long before PCs and email and everything else. Um, and I, I left Homebase in 1999. So you a, like mainframes and stuff then, is that what you started with? Mainframes and, and minis, yeah. So ITL wow. System 25, uh, okay. we had uh, facet printers, which were these okay. big, heavy dot matrix printers that, I mean, wow. they turned out paper like it was going out of fashion. But uh, yeah, and, you know, systems that took, you know, two or three people to pick them up and move them around. Wow. Um, you, know, uh, you know, you think back to the day when, you know, hard drives were the, were the size of a suitcase. I know, when they, when I know. they first came out, and they stored literally not very much at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so you needed about that, ten that, people to look after them, so it wasn't it wasn't even very automated, was it? <laughs> right, right. And when the first PCs came in, they were put in a special room with a lock oh. on the door, um, <laughs> and, and the first the first printer was actually a plotter with the pens. It would go off and pick the pen up and, uh, you know, for the different colours. When I work in um, when I work with the guys that we have working in recruitment now, I always well, I started recruitment in 1996. So I tell them about fax machines. So yes. they used to have the fax CVs, and I, they, they were in a moaning about, oh, you know, this doesn't happen. My, my I can't send my emails and you know, my email or whatever. I'm like, just think about fax machines. They used to have to take a CV, put 
Tipex out the address. Yes. Go to a photocopier, bring up the uh, the logo, photocopy it. That created the fax format. Then I used to go to the fax machine, which I seriously think is probably the worst invention of all time in terms of technology. And then try and play with the fax machine for about ten minutes to send off one CV. You can send one. off four CVs like that. Bang bang! There you go. Right, right. I'm, I'm smirking. <laughs> I'm smirking actually because in in Cinemedia, literally a year ago, we were still installing fax machines. Wow. Um, because there are some some countries in the world. That certainly from a government uh, documentation point of view, yeah. they still they still work on facts. And I was kind of fax machine, really? You've got to be <laughs> kidding me. But yep, it's it, yeah. you know, they still have a place, apparently. So, I know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there, so I moved on from uh, home base where I was doing a, uh, a satellite broadcast uh, solution for broadcasting training and new product launches into the, into okay. the branches. Yeah. And I joined this company called NDS that uh, no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Everyone asks, what does NDS stand for? And it doesn't stand for anything uh, other than never done simply that we used to joke <laughs> about. Okay. And uh, they're, they're a satellite broadcast uh, or, uh, solutions provider. Hmm. So my first role there, eight weeks after joining, was to pick the family up and go to Miami to set up a support operation. So we could be worse places. There, there are certainly worse places in the world to go, okay. um, but. Interesting picking up a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and, and the wife, and packing the house up and, and going out there for a year. But yeah. Yeah, I, had, I had a fantastic time. And then came back and worked through varying roles at, at NDS uh, up to the, the deputy CIO role, um, at which point I left NDS and went to work for News Corporation sure. as a director of technology. And my role there was to look across all of their uh, technology across all of the 1500 business units and look at where we can consolidate and simplify um, very early adoption of moving to the cloud so using google apps mm. and then a year later I, I moved back to nds which had just been bought by cisco sure. to do to do the integration uh, into into cisco which took about three years yeah and then i moved on to a small manufacturing company here down in uh, Southampton, which yeah. uh, family owned uh, to do a, a massive transformation program for them. And then I joined Cinemedia what, just about two and a bit years ago um, to do a due diligence process for private equity funds uh, who were looking to buy a business unit from Cisco. And then once we got the nod that we would be successful in, in that bid, uh, then standing up the business. Um, and that took me through to April of this year. Okay, and then um, as we know, kind of redundancy happened at that point, which I think we'll talk about um, a little bit later. But that's a really kind of, you know, what, what I find really interesting about this in terms of leadership and in terms of technology is obviously you've been through so many different kind of iterations of, of technology. Um, and seen it kind of grow from probably as we were talking about yesterday, I think when we were talking about this, from a a bit of a sideshow to to a point where it's kind of central to to a good business's strategy. Um, I know obviously you've generally worked for technology businesses, and what, what, so what does does Selwood Group do? Because that was, I think, the company you worked for in Southampton. So Selwood Group manufacture uh, large pumps uh, and also do okay. heavy heavy plant hire, so excavators, dumpers, that sure. kind of thing. Um, and then you, you mentioned how you're doing the kind of transformation piece. So was this something where they decided, right, I need to bring myself into the 21st century i need to we need to update or 
yeah, the, it's a so Selwood is a great family family owned and run business. Hmm. Uh, about five hundred people, uh, fifty plus million turnover, whose technology was was old, uh, yeah. old school way of doing things, and yeah. it, you know, the, the transformation there was. Uh, they did still have fax machines. Um, they they had a very dated uh, uh, network between the branches that was slow. Uh, example of one one branch we we installed uh, SD WAN across the estate. Sure. But what one branch saw a four thousand percent increase in the throughput of their network connection. Wow. Which when you're look when you're using all of the central systems back at the mm. HQ in Southampton, you know, speed speed is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was a so the, the, it wasn't just a technology transformation; it was also kind of a mindset. Mm. So you know, people from from IT just weren't visible uh, across the business. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was fundamental to get people uh, out of their chairs and, and out traveling around the branches. They're all in the UK. Yeah, so it's it's not significant uh, impact on their personal lives, etc. Um, just go out and and say, hey, this is the face of IT. What are your challenges, and what can we do to help you fix it? Yeah, and that and that and generally that you know people have got their own processes, haven't they? They've got their own ways of doing things, but showing people what can be done. The whole idea is to increase efficiency, make people's jobs easier, and help them to focus on the things that are enjoyable, right? Yeah, it's about um, really selling what's the, you know, the art of the possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if if you've got um, you know an IT team or even a leadership team, why the leadership team that aren't up to date with modern modern processes modern systems modern ways mm. um you know, you're losing out significantly there and yeah. i think you know the, the interesting thing for me with going to selwood was uh you know i'd just come out of cisco so a hundred thirty thousand person company to a 500 person company yeah and the the attraction there for for the the, the guys at selwood was that i've got you know that much bigger business viewpoint as to mm. how to do things uh, and how we can do things at pace. Mm. Um, yeah, well, a, a great example is, you know, focusing on MVP, minimum viable product. Right, okay. Or, or I, I heard a term the other day, MMLP, which is minimal, minimal, put my teeth in, minimal lovable product. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's at that point that you can put your arms around it and say, yay, this is great. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're launching something new, it hasn't got to be fully functional, you know, with all the glitz and glamour around it. Um, so you know, one of the things we looked at was doing a, an, an app for uh, customers mm. that, while functional and looking great to the, to the customer in the back end, it was, it was doing nothing. It was literally just sending an email, and then we had humans peddling like crazy, uh, yeah. like, a, like a duck or swan swimming, uh, yeah. to, to be able to deliver the, the experience while the back end processes and integrations were continuing to be built yeah we could launch well, was that part much, of the, the kind of types of markets i guess global players you're selling pumps the types of markets you're selling into and not necessarily like we said as up to date as kind of 20 21st century so while it, it's good to have that that look that ui it's not essential to, to be able to do all it all it's important is to be able to deliver the products really exactly yeah it's delivering the service and, and being first to market with that service yeah. Uh, certainly in that, uh, you know, the Silver uh, marketplace, then, uh, you know, it, it's, it's from a price point of view, it's very competitive. Uh, yeah. And so being, being first with new ideas and new ways of working and, and mm. improving efficiencies, absolutely fundamentally key. 
uh, you know, moving away from paper when they were doing deliveries of, of uh, you know, excavators out to customers and moving it to being a mobile application, a mobile workforce application on a tablet, a few clicks, a photograph that you've delivered it and, um, you know, and move on. Yeah. No, so, you, know, you, you don't have someone sitting back at the, back at the yard who's in re-entering the data off a piece of paper into, into the computer system. Yeah. And, you know, moving from being director of IT at Cisco to, to, to being you know, the main kind of IT leader, were, were there ways that you had to change your leadership style? Did you, did you amend what you were doing between those two different companies? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, coming out of NDS going into Cisco, we were a five and a half thousand person company. And you, know, you have a way of, of working fairly hands-on. Uh, you know, I like to get involved and I, I don't expect people to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Yep. So, for example, if we're doing a, a big repatching of the of the patch panels, you know, in the good old days of, of spaghetti, uh, if I'm expecting people to work the weekend, I'd go in and work the weekend with them. Uh, or if we're reorganizing the, the comms room and that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, to going into Cisco, where you're one of, uh, actually, I mean, IT at the point was 12,000 people. So one mm -hmm. of 12,000. Yeah. You suddenly become a much smaller fish in a very big pond and your, and your mindset changes. And then moving to, uh, to, to sell it, and, and especially into Cinemedia, you move away from being uh, very hands on to being very. Um, you know, very, very much more strategic. Yeah. Um, so the strategy is coming first. Uh, the the selling of the vision into uh, into mm. the board, into the exec committees, uh, and actually into the wider business uh, of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and then yeah. I mean, I, I still like to say that I'm I'm kind of hands on. Yeah, because, I think it's it, important because, to be, isn't it? It's important to. I think so. That passion you've talked a lot about passion as a leader. Right. I think that you're you're obviously leading people that are doing the job. So I think you have to show that you care and enjoy the job they're doing. Don't you? I think. Yeah, and I think it's also uh, you know, as a as a leader, you've you've got to keep your finger on the pulse uh, mm. to some degree because you know technology, especially moving on so fast, yeah. that you've got to keep uh, keep your hand in a little bit because. If you've got teams or architects coming to you saying, hey, look, there's this great new thing, we must have it, and you, you can actually take a educated and informed decision as to whether that's actually a thing we should be doing or, or whether it's something that could be put off, right? especially you know, in, in the current climate. Uh, you know, cash is king. You want to keep yeah, it in your exactly. own bank, right? That's right. And sometimes it kind of goes around in circles, doesn't it? Because it talks about mainframes and that sort of thing. And then... You could argue, kind of going all the way back to the cloud, it's kind of centralising everything again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great great term, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of value in it. I mean, I, you know, go back to home base. It wasn't our mainframe. Uh, we were using Sainsbury's mainframe because they they set up and owned the business <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Um, but I think you know the for me as a as a leader, uh, you know, what was very different in in Cinemedia was building a big team from scratch. Yeah, but having a, a personal connection with, with everyone in that team uh, and being seen as one of the team, not that I'm in an ivory tower or on some pedestal that I'm the CIO. Yeah, exactly. uh, I mean, I, I had one lady came up and one day and she she swore in front of me or swore at me. Yeah, uh, and then I was, oh, my God, I've just sworn at the CIO, and I was 
and <laughs> you know, say it like it is. I'm, I'm, I'm a down to earth kind of guy, and uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> if that if that's the way you want to, if if you're happy swearing in front of the CIU, you you carry on, love. You know, it's that, that's absolutely fine. As a recruiter, I always say one of the the key things is not to swear in your interview. Mm-hmm. That's 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 beyond the. That's beyond the line. Just don't do that. I've had a few where I think they were crossing the line of swearing in the interview. But got yeah, I've, I've, I've done it a few times. But once you get the, the tone of the of the people you work, you're, you're being interviewed by, it's, it's uh, it can be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, and it, can, it, it can break that kind of um, you know, very serious, um, prim and proper approach, uh, bringing yeah. a little bit of light humour. Well, I definitely think in an interview, it's 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 finding it's finding as many connections as possible, isn't it? You know, you obviously, mm. if the if the manager is swearing at you, loads, then you might drop in a few a few words back. But I think it's very important to kind of judge that situation, isn't it? In that in that interview, and 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 really see in some ways whether you match that culture, isn't it? You know, I think that's important as a leader when you're interviewing someone yes. to so this is my culture, this is how I am. You know, either you know swear in front of me, don't swear in front of me. This is how we do things. You know, right. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and obviously, in your in your career, you've worked through quite a lot, as we spoke about, quite a lot of different iterations of technology, and quite a lot of different kind of environment, economic situations. What would you say the biggest challenges that you, that you've seen in in your career are? And is this one of them? Are we in one of them now? Uh, we're definitely in one of them uh, uh, right now through through mm. COVID. Uh, I think you know if I go back i'm not going to go back my whole career will be here for hours yeah uh, but you know nds being bought by cisco um was very much trying to put a square peg in a round hole right yeah. um, and just the way the business worked in in nds didn't fit and rightly so the structures of of cisco when you're one hundred thirty thousand people mm. you have to be you know have your playbooks your run books and very much structured in how you do things because of the, the sizable impact you could have. Yeah. Uh, versus NDS, a small business. Um, you know, if we if we broke something, it it was a pain, but it, it fundamentally didn't hurt the business, um, yeah. and and we could recover from it. So that was all really about building uh, you know great relationships with the people that you're working with on you know, as a as, as an acquired company. You're working with the people from uh, the acquisition teams within Cisco, yeah. and building those strong relationships and great rapport with them, so that you they understand your needs and wants, and you understand their their challenges as well. Yeah, and we ultimately we led that with a you know do no harm uh, approach, which is why it took three years to to integrate mm. the business. And actually, we we didn't fully integrate because there were some things that we would fundamentally break trying to put it into the Cisco model. Yeah. Uh, and then I think you know if you we, we touched on it already at Selwood you know aged technology, sure. um, you know, whether it be apps and systems or you know the way they communicate was just not in in a, a modern way of doing things. So ultimately, the you know, systems that were twenty thirty years old. I mean, I, I, I remember to that you know, to this day, I opened the fire safe and found floppy disks for installing wow. uh, Unisys. Uh, and that, that, and that, was in, that was in 2017. All the greatest hits today, fax machines, floppy disks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There'll be a lot of people going, oh, what? Yeah, so, yeah three, a big one, big stack of, of three and a half. Show where we kind of like a show and tell thing where we bring along old old, old tech that we uh, we show how they used to work or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. um, 
and, and you know, it, it was a mindset thing. So, um, you know, asking questions like, you know, how do you fix stuff when it goes wrong? Um, yeah. and, and, you know, one answer was I Google it, which actually is, you know, quite, quite a common uh, answer these days. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, I think you also had the challenge of explaining to the board in real layman's terms what, mm. thing, what things you're proposing. Um, so, you know, ex explaining the difference between MPLS and SD-WAN, ex as an example, to, to the exec. Yeah was three huge whiteboards um, drawing up you know, what, what networking looks like today in MPLS terms, mm. what it looks like in SD-WAN terms, and what it would look, and, and what the savings and the cost of doing that program are. Uh, and the real nice thing of smaller businesses is that you can get uh, an answer, you know, almost immediately. That's right, and, yeah. And yeah. you can get on and, and start turning that handle. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, very interesting for me to see that, you know, we're, we're very much about digital transformation and we've got to take these leap forwards. Mm. But, you know, businesses can survive perfectly well on old technology. You know, use that old adage of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think they're, they're, that's where, you know, again, a good technology leader weighs up that actually there's a thing we should do mm. because it gives the business a step change, it increases customer satisfaction, it lowers costs or whatever it is. But then on the flip side, there are things that well, actually I should keep this because it, it's just working. It's not costing me anything significant. Yeah. Um, don't don't change it for the sake of change. Well, I think that's the, though you've talked quite a lot about the, the banking financial system is still kind of internally based on these big kind of mainframe systems, isn't it? You know, they haven't. Oh, yeah. It's know, got a, a kind of a glossy fudge together front end. But uh, yeah. in the back end, it's it's back from years and years ago. That's yeah, right. Sure. Because like, like you said, that ain't broke, don't fix it. And. And for mm. me, what's interesting about now, as it were, is where we're at now is a, is a kind of like a change in society, isn't it? Mm. You know, so, so now society and the pressures of COVID is kind of is breaking the system, you know. So there's been so much drive to change um, that, that CIOs have had to have, have really been brought to the fore, haven't they, in terms of what they've needed to do now, how they've needed to react, because you know, if it ain't broke, might have worked up to now, but then everything was broken and you had to fix it, you know? Yeah, I, I think the, uh, you know, COVID has, uh, has, has certainly changed the way people people work. Um, mm. you know, if, you, if you look back, you know, probably, you know, two years ago, three years ago, there was a kind of a bit of a movement started about, um, you know, flexible working, home working. Yeah. And a lot of companies still frowned upon it, uh, you know, um, I've been working at home on and off really for the last eight years since Cisco. Yeah. Cisco didn't care where you were in the world. Yeah. Uh, you had a laptop and you could work and we great connectivity, obviously being a network company. Um, but, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, companies now, of course, everyone was forced to, to work from home and you had the challenges of you know, a lot of office-based people had desktops rather than laptops, uh, you know, networks, home networks, broadband still isn't great in a lot of areas you know, in, yeah. in, in especially uh, you know I, I live fairly remote uh, just just down in Dorset okay. and some some days I'm lucky if I get 500 uh, 500 kilobits going up wow. uh, and so trying to do something like this it will be just breaking up all the time and actually just stop doing video so that's a real challenge when you're thrown immediately into having to do to work from home and 
know, there, there are no solutions to it today, uh, mm -hmm. other than putting in other, you know, secondary phone lines to, um, to, to double up your, your network connectivity uh, yeah. by, by pairing them together. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's uh, you know it's been challenging certainly for for smaller businesses mm. that don't necessarily have the technology teams that are there to to be able to react uh, mm. in in an appropriate timescale. Uh, you know, I, I know my my son, my um, uh, girl, my, sorry, my daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, he just took screens and PCs home. Sure, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. a solution, <laughs> right? But then. Yeah, you know, you're, he, he was expected to have um, you know, an RJ45 connection because that's what the PC was connected to in the office. So having to go out and buy Wi-Fi dongles, which were in short, short supply, and know, you know, how do you now print things because you didn't have a printer and those, those kind of challenges. That's right. Well, I've got my, my trusty ThinkPad, which mm -hmm. I, I, I always it's a very ugly machine. I didn't like it to start off with, but now I've been, I've been living with it now for six months, and it's... Uh, it's like my best friend. It's, it's hanging together. The screen's mm -hmm. falling off and all that sort of stuff. And I don't think the mic is particularly good, but uh, but I love it now. It's it's been my my good friend over the last six months. So you absolutely you you love technology after a while. And you know, I, I think we've mentioned a few times the CIO position. And obviously, that's that's what you're you're famed for. You've been very successful in that role. Um, you've seen, we we were talking about how you've seen that the change in definition and how it's become more important and integral to the business. Um, do you think the CIO role is, is important enough to think, do you think businesses see the CIO as, as, as important as maybe the CFO or even the CEO? <laughs> uh, I don't, um, in, in my experience, uh, mm. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, but from, from my experience, from others, I know uh, mm. the CIO or, or, you know, head of, head of technology type roles. Yeah. I still don't think personally they get enough of a seat at the at the big table. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's still IT typically technology typically is into a CFO uh, or a, um, I've, I've seen it into the chief marketing officer. I've seen them reporting into HR as well, uh, and, and obviously occasionally the, the COO. Mm. But you're you're then that one step removed, um, and that makes it really challenging for. You know, you're reliant on the information flows to what the challenges of business are, what the the, the overall business strategy, and there's trying to feed back into that. Yeah. So that that's then a very reactive, for me, a very reactive way of working. That you hear of a problem coming down and you come up with a solution, mm. whereas you're not part of that bigger conversation. And so, you know, I was I was fortunate at Cinemedia to be part of the the, the wider exec team. Mm. And actually hearing of the challenges that the business was going through um, and, and having a voice at that table, albeit I reported into the CFO, uh, yeah. but I, I, I also had the seat at the table. Yeah. And just to put some some color around that, so Cinemedia was a carve out from, from Cisco of a, of a complete business unit. Yeah. So in, to all intents and purposes, it's a, it was a 3,500 person startup. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so we, we had the benefit there of having a blank sheet of paper, especially from the service organizations, so you know, finance, IT, HR, uh, procurement, to stand those up from scratch the right way for a company in the year 2020 mm. and removing a lot of the old legacy. Um, and you know, a lot of that was having those conversations with the exec of we should do A versus B. 
and I, I won't I won't mention any uh, particular technologies, mm. but you know what what we saw coming from what we gave we, we gained from Cisco was 950 different applications of tools, mm. and part of that process of the exit we reduced that down to about 400. Yeah, by Good. consolidating and simplifying what we do and how we did it, um, yeah. you know, doing things like migrating from using box because we were office 365 so yeah. we have one drive is it on a par from functionality wise no but it, it was good enough for what we needed and and saved the company significant uh, amounts of cash minimum, minimum viable product exactly yeah you know what, what do you want to do with documents you want to share them you want to be able to save them you want to back yeah. them up you want to be able to restore them and have versioning uh, yeah. and, and obviously the security around it and we found this great little company uh, called Tavella, who, for, for not a lot of money, um, did that migration for us of 15 million documents over wow. a couple of weekends with zero failures. And yeah. it's it was finding those those little uh, niche businesses that could really help yeah. us move at pace. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's what you need to, to, to drive that strategy and, and, and lead, isn't it, I guess? Because like you said... The, the importance of IT and the importance of digital transformation becomes more and more important as you kind of go through your career, doesn't it? You know, it's not it's not a sideshow; it's the it's the central driving engine, and I think that's really really important. Right. Obviously, at the moment you're looking around uh, for work, you were made redundant in, in April. Um, as a as there are many people out there at the moment, uh, sadly. Um, how how are you personally finding that? I mean, how is how is how is how is that? that process at this moment, this must be the longest time you've been out of work. How do you find it? Uh, it yeah, it, it's tough. And you know, mm. I think it's tougher but for anyone and everyone, no matter what your level. But I yeah. think you know, as, as you go up the, the, to the more senior levels, it, you know, the jobs are fewer, fewer and far between. Sure. Uh, you know, the, my observations right now is that uh, you know, you've got to be looking on the right website at the right time, uh, with your, you then curate your CV and write a cover letter when you put it in, and it, it largely goes into a, a, a black hole. Yeah. Um, please say that's not the case with, with your, your, your good selves. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it it is it is challenging. The you know, there's, there's example. I, I applied for a job um, going back a couple of months now, where I was one of 1,900 applicants applying oh. for a CIO role. And you kind of think there can't be 1,900 um, people that can run global IT uh, you know, and want to be based in London. The and and you know from from talking with the the, the agency, they just mm. said you know it actually where technology has made things simple, mm. actually has made your lives as, as recruiters a nightmare because yeah. it's so so simple for anyone to apply for any role these days. Mm. Uh, you get unindated with, with, with CVs and, and applications that you've then got to try and weed that through. And if you're not very early top, you know, maybe 40 uh, people app applying for that role, you probably don't get a look in at all. Yeah, and I think more and more agencies are, are moving away from that human touch as well and to deal mm -hmm. with, with the higher levels of applications. Uh, yeah, and again, you, a, you've got technology. Yeah. Yeah, you've got technology doing you know, ATS systems that are doing filtering, yeah. um, which if you if you don't curate your CV with, to look exactly the way it needs to be, um, you're not going to get a look in, and that, that's no. tough. Exactly. Um, and uh, you know, what, what gets, becomes frustrating for people 
is kind of sitting at home applying for jobs five hours, six hours a day mm. and getting no feedback. Yeah. You know, literally, you get a, you know, you, sorry, you haven't been successful. Mm. Okay, that doesn't tell me why. That doesn't tell me what I need to, you know, is it a skill set problem? Is it, you know, you just didn't like the, the format of my CV? If you get rejected by a computer, um, why was it, why did you think it didn't match? Yeah. But actually having the opportunity to come back. Um, recruitment, you know, really does need to have that more, more human, uh, human touch. Um, and, you know, it's, I've been to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, I think, you know, getting yeah. a profile up and uh, answering uh, posts and putting questions up uh, from an IT standpoint, uh, you know, making contact with a lot more uh, IT leaders, my peers, yeah. um, helping them out where they've got questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing some pro bono work uh, to keep me, keep me occupied um, yeah. and working with a few, actually I've got involved with a few startups. Okay. Um, just again, you know, keep keeping my fingers, uh, keeping my fingers in the pie, as it were, of, of technology and what people are doing and, and what the world's starting to look like. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, keeping that active, keeping that fresh, you know, getting involved with things that, that, that excite you, you know, I, I really do wish you the best. I, you know, we, we, we've spoken about this as well. It's about kind of creating that network, isn't it? And, um, mm. and, 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 and keeping focused and not losing heart. But I, I genuinely wish that I hope this is a, you know, a quick kind of turnaround for you, Martin, because obviously there's a lot of skill there that, um, that companies can use. And uh, hopefully this might go away to, to, to putting that out there and if you know what I mean on the internet and that sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. For, for you yourself, you know, when you're, when you're sitting in an interview, if, you know, for your first kind of two, three months now as a CIO, as you you know, surely will kind of find that position in the next uh, in a few months how do you think you'll do things differently you've started as a cio in different kind of organizations but this is the post-covid world now so how do you think you might start differently now you know that you're in this kind of remote working world so i think you you've got to embrace the technology um and you know we're doing this so over zoom right now uh you know the the face-to-face interviews i think there's always that different connection you get in person versus versus over video video is great but it's not a replace a a true replacement and it's about putting people at ease and i think you know if i'm if anyone who's looking for a job um and and uh you know is is looking for how how do i handle that over video Mm. i actually saw a post about this the other day and commented that the thing i do to um to to really kind of make try and get that human connection and the eye contact mm. is rather than looking at your the person on your screen mm. look at your camera and yeah. you kind of go well i'm kind of looking at my camera so what i purposely do is i put my camera up higher mm. where it's looking out where i'm looking out of a window yeah yeah so now it doesn't matter what's going on, on the screen you don't get put off by what's going on, on the screen mm. you're looking out across your garden or whatever it may be um, and then you're looking at the camera and that, that gives you a different level of connection. Uh, and I think the, you know, you've got to bring, as I said uh, earlier, you've got to bring some humor into it. Um, sure. you know, in- interviews are so, so stuffy. And if you can break that ice and, and I'm talking about, doesn't matter which side now, right? Whether you're the interviewer or the interviewee, um, when you're doing it over video, it, you, you have to break that, that, 
that stuffiness, the stiffiness of, of yeah. the conversation. Um, make it a bit more light-hearted. Um, as, as you've been here, David, you know, you're, you're quite happy you know, moving around on your seat and pushing back That's and right. moving forward and so on. And, and you've got to relax and because if, if you're relaxed as the, as the interviewer, mm. then the person on the other end is going to feel more relaxed as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I remember going back years, you know, you turn up for an interview and they're suited and booted and their ties on and they're sat bought up right at a, 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 you know, a fancy desk and that kind of thing. Yeah. That, that, is, that just kind of sets the wrong tone uh, at the outset. And, and it may be you know, a very formal business. But mm. even in a formal business, there you know, there's still time to have um, a, a bit of relaxation and a bit of enjoyment. I always think that you know, in the end, there are many people that can do a job, and there are many people that can lead people. But I think mm-hmm. I, I spoke about it in another one. It's it's the time and this connection in the culture. Like these people will work well together. This person will report well to this person, and that's why, as a leader, building the right team for yourself and having a team that really functions well and, and working on that is important, I think. Yeah, I think you've got to make sure, um, you know, you, the cha- one challenge of a video is you don't necessarily see the, the, the visual clues that someone's mm. got something to say. Yeah. So it's making sure you, you kind of step back and pause and, and give them the opportunity to, to chip in. Um, and and if, you're, if you're not getting enough from that, make sure that you know you give them the opportunity so um it, one of the things we did at cisco is we had these things called cohorts sure which is where as a, as a as a leader i had six or eight people would be in my cohort that we'd get together once a month and we would just chat about business challenges sure. or technology or whatever it was and that was all done over over video yeah and you're always going to get people who are a bit more introvert and quiet and mm. it's it's picking up on those cues and noting who's doing all the talking and kind of stepping in and going, okay, great, Sam, you know, just pause there for a second. Mark, what do you think? Yeah. 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 And, and pull them in. Um, and actually having uh, one-to-one mentoring sessions with them to help mm. boost their, 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 um, you know, their morale and their, their, uh, their inclusion into the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about, you know, there's, there's different types of individuals, different types of psychologies that work well together and you can't, have all leaders, all kind of go-getters. You have to have the people that are the planners and the organisers as well, don't you? And then that's, mm. that's where you bring out those in conversations to make sure that everyone can say their piece. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You've got to be co- totally inclusive, sure. for sure. Yeah. So to finish up, um, are, you, are you positive now kind of going into the next few months? Are you, are you starting to see, uh, you know, upturns in the market what, what what do you feel for the for the rest of the year and for yourself uh so uh, yes is, is a simple answer there are the, the market has, has moved uh, or is sure. moving uh i, I kind of joke about it with a couple of the the agencies i speak to fairly regularly you know this mm. was back back in june they said it'll pick up in july and in yeah. july it was it'll be september and in september it'll be november <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know make but you know, the, the the market seemingly is picking up um there, there are certainly uh, more you're seeing more and more jobs across all different levels yeah but you know fundamentally we've got to break this way of um you know of having things like uh, you know one click apply because mm. that that's gonna that's killing business in terms of uh, you know whether you're a recruitment business and you're getting thousands of cvs mm. that you've got to filter 
you're passing those on in some cases to the, the hiring manager who's now flooded with, uh, with with CVs to review and is actually making the process uh, really long and really painful. Uh, but it, it's on its way up. Um, you know, I think it will really pick up come January. You know, a lot of businesses you hear are talking about they're not really going to be back into their offices and back into their normal flow uh, until the new year. They want to see what you know, maybe Christmas is bringing for them if they're a seasonal-focused business um, and where the revenues are at and, and if they can afford to, to hire people. But I think, you know, going back to the point made earlier, there are some things you could do and you should do now, um, especially around uh, using the buzzword of digital transformation, where you can simplify your, your estate, um, which will ultimately drives out costs for your business. And there are some things that... You, you absolutely shouldn't be doing right now um, because it, it's not it's uh, would be unwise to invest in those yeah exactly and that's and in the end that's what a good CIO can do for you you know you kind of assess those different options think about the business strategy and um, and make sure that your business is prepped for, for the next challenge that comes along and the challenges that are happening now but Martin it's been great to talk to you today I do wish you uh, luck in, in in your job search and um, I look forward to uh, recruiting for you again in the future. And um, lovely. Have, have a great, uh, have a great day. Thank you. Yeah, and you. Thanks, David.